0: USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio. Expression through innovation.
1: Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention.
2: Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team.
0: We're already putting together the best man.
2: With all due respect, sir, so am I.
1: these people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what you need.
3: Suit up. I'm
1: bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. And welcome to another issue because we have issues. Oh, believe that We have an issue this week. It's another <laughs> issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It's Kylan, hey. myself, Mike, and while Eric is off at some meeting with somebody, is, is he with the science team again this week?
0: I think. I think so. I believe it's science team. Okay. Uh, they're doing some field work.
1: Well, filling in for us, and I, I'm glad he got through Jarvis's security checks unscathed. We have Aaron from. From Diz Dad's podcast joining us. How's it going, Aaron?
3: It's going well. Thanks for having me back.
1: Um, so, issues. Let's talk about Marvel. Well, of course, that's what we talk about on this show. Marvel and their action figure variant covers. Um, take that censor beep for how you want. I these guys will tell you I didn't say a word, but that's my thoughts behind this. <laughs> It could be several different words, and it's probably not the word you're thinking of.
0: <laughs> so, it's
1: a daddy-daughter day, because my daughter has no sc- had no school today, uh, being the day where that we're recording the show, Friday the 17th, and um, so I took her to the comic book shop, because mm-hmm. she's earned enough on her card, because they have a student card, you, earn, you, you get five books, your sixth book is free, or it's $3 off if the book is more than $3. Cool. It's had a good year let's go get her i got you know my store has something called back issue bucks so for every ten dollars you spend you get a dollar of back issue bucks and i had a bunch of back issue bucks and she picked up a my little pony book and a tiny titans book tiny titans are great those are a great book if you're if you love art baltazar and franco and they they did awesome with with this series um and then i picked up groot issue four and issue six because that's all they had in in store and of course you know kissinger that we had on the show, you know, did the art on those books. Um, so we go up to the counter. I pick up my subscription and I know uh, I get the Star Wars titles. Every Star Wars issue has an action figure variant. Mm-hmm. I'm missing some. I'm like, well, are we hit and miss with the action? He goes, we're miss. Uh, the store manager goes, we're miss. I'm like, oh, why? Because Marvel's got these restrictions with you gotta buy, and, it, and they're silly because you gotta buy so. Many of this book in order to get this book, and we tend to order more. You know, because I purposely order more of that book so I could get the action figure variants for people who want them, such as yourself. I'm like, okay, because they're not one. We can't get them. I'm like, what? <laughs> so it's not for lack of trying, but he's not getting them. I'm like, and of course, for those of you who know Marty from when he was with me on Mighty Marvel Geeks or on Weeby Geeks. Sorry, getting my shows confused. This is how. Oh, how enraged I am about this!
0: Uh, understandably, um, man. Yeah, and he
1: he works he he helps out over at Rick's. Oh, shoot! Before I mess it up, this, uh, <laughs> the guys at Rick's are awesome. They they've been so good. Um, Rick's Comic City, uh, which you can find them online. Um, and of course, they're based out in Nashville. They I was getting them from them when my local shop, Coliseum of Comics, wasn't able to get them. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so I've got I've got a backup. Well, they were actually a little cheaper at Rick's than they were at Coliseum Comics but still I had backups just in case well Marty told me yeah we don't have them here at Rick's either I'm like what's going on now I'm coming to find out not a uh, from the store manager at at Coliseum not a lot of stores are getting them across the country so I had to go hunting and pecking on either Amazon or eBay to get my missing books and these are the stage where it's like the Star Wars action figures from when we were kids gotta Mm -hmm. get them all I gotta get them all. I'm already missing one John Tyler Christopher exclusive because I, I just totally didn't know he was doing it. Right. And that was the first one he did, which is Boba Fett. I've got everything else. Wonder World Comics has three exclusives that he did for them that I need to get if I want to go for the set of the action figure variants. Uh, there was a a twelve uh, like a checklist one that looked like the back of the card. There's one from uh, Most Good Hobby that I need to pick up. So we're talking six issues there that I'm missing. That are particular store exclusives. Uh, I'm,
0: so let me get this normal, right. But the
1: normal ones, I that I should be getting in my store, I don't have them all. So I don't. I don't have. Fil- I don't have the Afro number one. I'm probably not going to end up getting the the Rogue One number one. That's going to be Jen Urso.
0: So let me get this right. And then this is probably just going to make you even madder because I just want to make sure that I'm understanding this properly. So the stores are ordering the levels that they're supposed to order at. And they're still.
1: At least, my, at least my store is. Yeah.
0: Your store is ordering at the levels that it's supposed to order at. Supposedly. And yeah. and, and still not getting. Yeah. Wow. And
3: see that, that stuff bugs me because it's one of two things happening. You know, either it's playing games to intentionally create scarcity, which right. always bugs me, or right. or it's it's pressuring the smaller stores. It's basically trying to force stores to buy more upfront just to give themselves a better chance of getting all the covers they
1: need. Now, they did this the first time they did this was with Star Wars number two, and that was that action figure variant was Han Solo. I managed to score that one, but that one has such a limited run because they wanted you to buy some title. They wanted you to buy so much of one title that was not selling that a lot of stores are going, yeah, I'm not wasting our money buying this book that we know, you know, for the quantities they want for this book that we know our our customers are not going to buy. Right. So, uh, Han Solo Number Two or Star Wars Number Two, the Han Solo action figure variant on Amazon is running anywhere between seventy to one hundred and six bucks. I paid seven ninety nine for it, so I mean, I've so could I thousand times make my money or a hundred times make my money at seventy nine ninety nine? I probably could easily. Hey. I'm sure you
3: could because they're taking advantage of people like you.
1: Yeah, I almost wish I, I was able to get more copies of that book and hold them back and, and then just sell them off. Going, hey. I got this, and I'm not taking less than a hundred bucks each. i gonna walk into Coliseum Cox and go. I'm not. I'm not taking less than hundred bucks each, and actually settle for eighty each. But I can't find them. Mm. So, um, so yeah, this is frustrating. No, and I've got a few others. And then we were looking up uh, before we started show, uh, Kylan and I. And you know, I've got a couple others. I got Gwimple. I might have Spider Gwen. I don't remember if I do or not. But I, I believe I have the Captain America one from the from Steve Rogers Captain America number one. And, and I love Cap. I'm a big... Kylan will tell you. I, Eric will tell you. I'm a huge Cap fan. Yeah. Um. There were, what, three or four other Cap books? Yeah. That were action figure variants? And then I mm-hmm. found out there's a Howard the Duck action figure variant? Yeah. Which was for oh, its and last your, issue? And there was is no Girl. way
0: in the world you would have missed Howard the Duck.
1: If I knew they had it. Oh, so... There's the rant. We're going to bring this up again next week. because Eric. Oh, well, this
0: <laughs> 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 will be
1: fun to <laughs> hear Eric go as well. But until then, how about one round of, if I can find mine. Oh, where did it go? Ah, here we go. Another, it's time for another edition of. Mm. Marvel, Mighty Marvel Geeks Feud. So, Aaron, how this goes is, uh, for the holidays, I got Family Feud, Marvel Edition. And uh, <laughs> I will tell you how many answers are on the board, and the first one to three strikes loses. And we just go back and forth. So, this week's question, since we're going to do the one, because I went, I went pretty long with the rant. Name an adjective that best describes Black Widow. This, this ranks, I, I think this almost ranks up there with... Describe your how your wife, name a seven dwarf that describes how your wife is in bed and you see the two guys going, uh-uh.
0: uh-uh.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. And, and Steve okay. Harvey sitting there going, uh-huh. So, name an adjective that best describes the Black Widow. Five answers are on the board. Aaron, I'll let you start first.
3: <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, I gotta be obvious. I can't help it because all the other things are true and I'm gonna learn those about her instantly but the first thing I'm gonna see when that, you know, pages of that comic pop up. Open is that she's sexy as heck.
1: Number one answer. I think that's the first time a number one answer has been called right off the get go. Yeah, I if think I, so. If, yeah. if I'm wrong, listeners, if I'm wrong, hit me up at Mike at Mighty <laughs> so,
3: All about the honesty. You just gotta all, just gotta yeah. be honest. So Kylan.
0: Uh let's go with uh intelligent, smart.
1: Mm. What?
3: <laughs> oh man, I'm lucky. That's where I was going next.
1: <laughs> so, Aaron, your turn. Wow.
3: Um, okay. Let's let's go with intense.
0: Wow. Okay, how about dangerous? <laughs>
1: we we could argue we could argue these after if <laughs> if if answers given could work, but i don't think I don't think they would I don't think they could be substitute for one of these answers, so back to you, Aaron
3: back to me, i gotta come up with another one now, and those were good ones um all right let's let's go with athletic uh, okay.
1: so that's two each,
0: yep, okay, how about lethal
3: ooh good one. Oh man!
1: In at number two, stealthy. Okay. Or stealthy. Yeah, Stealthily. Number three, black. I don't. I don't get that. Uh, um, that
3: for the non-readers.
1: Number four, scary.
3: Scary. Okay.
1: Number five, brave.
3: Isn't that kind of part of the definition of hero? Did someone say hero? No, no. But oh, I, oh, I, oh, that okay, was kind okay. of an assumed background thing. I was like, why? Why would that be uniquely describing her?
0: Right. Yeah. That, that's wow.
1: Well, speaking of heroes, um, let's, let's talk about the crew that is gets to stay up on the surface for their base. Um, this week we had. <laughs> Uh, it was Agents of Shield, the Man Behind the Shield, uh, episode number fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, the the whole idea of showing, yeah you know, we, we we see a bunch of flashbacks with Coulson, Um and it teases some of the origin of the relationship with Ming Na Wen or mm-hmm. H.M.A. May. Um, in, in the in fact, the the flashback to some time ago mm-hmm. uh, was the highlight of the episode. Uh, is what the consensus is. Uh, the whole idea of showing Colson's past. It's a great concept. Uh, we, we've had a number of backstories. Or we've had a number of backstory episodes of May, um, and it makes sense to do the same thing with Colson. Um, right. And it, and it does a great job reminding us just how uncool Colson was when we met him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, let's see. Do I have one of those clips? I don't think I do. Uh. Thank you for your cooperation. No, that's not it. Oh, I might have another one. Uh. Well, like this
2: one. I've been authorized by Director Fury to use any means necessary to keep you on premises. If you attempt to leave right. or play any games, I will tase you and watch Super Nanny while you drool into the carpet. <laughs> or how can we forget this one? Mr. Stark. Yeah? Agent Coulson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy from the... Uh... Strategic Homeland um, Intervention, right, Enforcement, yeah. Logistics Division. <laughs> God, you get need a new name for that. Yeah, I hear, I hear that, that a
1: lot. so yeah um it's it's one of those you know he's always charming but the the, um the cool factor definitely has increased a little bit over time um yes but but there's not much to know i mean but there's still a lot about agent philip j fry i mean agent (laughs) colson phil (laughs) colson that we don't know Um, so <laughs> while there isn't any, you know, juicy skeletons in the closet, uh, there's, it's still nice seeing how he forms some of the bonds that he has in his life. Uh, right. a lot of fans would, would love to see Samuel L. Jackson come back in, in one of the next flashbacks to show an early date between Fury and Colson. Mm-hmm. Um, I think too, this is one of those times where you bring back Chris Evans onto the show and really bring up the ratings with a flash, with one of the, Early flashbacks of Colson, uh, and Cap. Even. Oh,
0: yeah.
3: Well, sure. Cause he'd be just Colson fanboy at that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course now the, the LMD material is just becoming, um, a window dressing as the, the days of this particular plot is, is coming down. Uh, I think next week is going to be the last week of the LMD storyline. Right. Um, however, you know, we're, we're seeing that, you know, the show's still staying grounded, maintaining its continuity. Uh, moments like Fitz being confronted by Mac and then later breaking down Simmons or Coulson burning Ivanov with a cool origin story, bro. Um,
0: I, that was I was like there. There was this side to Coulson that was like, I'm a, I, and, I, and I hate to throw Bond out there because Coulson is definitely his own man, but he had that super spy cool thing going on this episode.
3: Yeah, I, said, I, I felt like it was. It was almost like he was making the the transition there from being the the sort of dry wit. Colson to almost just snarky Colson.
1: Yeah. Do, do, do I need to redo that uh, cool, cool origin story line again? Yeah. Cool origin story, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mean the way the guy looked at him when he said it too it was just like if colson could die if looks could kill colson would have been done at that point
1: yeah yeah so um so to wrap things up you know there's a fight between quake and ivanov uh the not so superior keeps claiming things like the fight's unfair and quake's cheating um the villains who hate inhumans and mutants love to claim their opponents are fighting unfairly uh gee sounds familiar but we're not getting into politics
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god
1: did I say that out loud.
0: <laughs> what? Did the, huh? What? Did that that I, did, I don't know was that uh I don't know I mean, that that was kind of
1: I mean we we all know who we voted for.
0: <laughs>
1: we don't need to tell anyone, but you you have to admit this last election both sides were claiming the other side was cheating.
0: And that's true.
1: Sorry. I we, we we're seeing just like we're seeing a change again with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's like politics have finally caught up to the geek world. Stuff we've already been seeing in the comic books is coming true now.
0: I know. It's a little and scary.
1: So, it's like, why did this happen? <laughs> I don't want it that way. Um, but, uh, one-shots from this, um, the recap came courtesy of MCU Exchange, uh, and the writer of this is Matthew Ero, E-R-A-O. Um, some of the one-shots he gives us is, I got all warm and fuzzy during the flash tag flashback tag with Colson and May in the car. Um I kept waiting for someone to pop up going Colson and May sit in the tree. <laughs> um the whole body swap timing is unclear. Uh those were sick lines and takedowns from Colson and Quake uh really from LMD's. What exactly did they get swapped out? Um the the wonkiness Simmons noted was noticed was leading to the reveal that they were somehow inside the framework which yeah. would make more sense if as, as they teased it all episode. Um, now here's one that Ken and, and Vernon would like from their basement. See, they <laughs> they claim they're no longer in the basement, but I, I don't know. I still don't buy it. I don't, we, know, haven't, I don't we, it haven't been, we haven't been over there yet to check it out, but Agent Piper was on Supergirl last week. Hmm. So, hmm. in other news, hi, hmm. hi, Agent Morales. Hope you
0: survived. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, head,
1: the headphones don't look very immersive. How about Trying the you, you should try the sunglasses.
0: I like that.
1: Uh, I seem to go through men like paper towels. I love young. You know that that might be no. We're not we're not going. We're not using that episode. <laughs> use that the title. <laughs> Maybe the you should try sunglasses. Might use that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> has Radcliffe not noticed? Ada looked. Took Agnes's necklace.
0: I don't think he has.
1: I actually I think I like this one better for the show title. Trap doors, sharks with lasers. Who knows. <laughs> yes <laughs> that that's that's the winner there um, i mean
0: sharks with lasers how can you go wrong
3: yeah, sharks with lasers kind of always win
1: why is mac the only one with live ammo
0: <laughs> well the shotgun axe well oh well you know what it, see here's the thing maybe it's mercy shot because like when you play the marvel game like you you lose points like you lose karma points if you actually kill someone so i'm thinking maybe he uses mercy shot which is sort of like the equivalent of like a like a rubber bullet or a beam Bag, yeah, you know, I mean, because I mean, the everybody else has night night guns,
1: right? But well, the, the the last line, I'm not a cheater, you're just playing by the old rules, which could also I like be a that. great show title. You're just playing with <laughs> the old by the old rules, <laughs> I like it. So, um, so yeah, that's that's the recap for the week. Uh, I'm gonna pass it off to Aaron, all
3: right? So, this is where we get to get to the, the almost a sub rant because here's the problem, <laughs> I, I get where they're going to to kind of cover the news piece of this, I guess, you know, when they put Together This season together, they said that the organization was going to be a little different this season, right? There wasn't wasn't going to be just the one big overarching arc. Instead, we're getting uh, what have been called pods, right? We're going to get three different stories. So we we finished one, right? That was the Ghost Rider pod. Mm -hmm. We're in the middle of the LMD pod now. Turns out, though, we're not in the middle of it. We're right near the end of it. Why do we know that we're right near the end of it? Because we get an episode next week, and then we're off. We're six weeks in a row. Uh, what? That's right. Six weeks. No new show. Oh. We then come back finally April fourth, and uh, you know at that point it'll kick off the third pod, the final pod. Um, and I guess the you know I understand the idea. The idea is they don't want to have to interrupt the narrative, mm. so they're they're taking this big break now so that they can run from April through May sixteenth, the uh, presumed end of the season, right? Um, and and tell the story continuously. But I, I just I hate these breaks like this because I think they break any momentum that a show develops. Right. And if there's anything that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. needs, it's, it's you know, an opportunity to subsist, to sustain some momentum. Um, yeah,
1: especially right now in the while they're in the death slot.
3: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, they, they needed to show some staying power and I felt like the narrative has been much better this season. Um, but I, I just, I, I don't know what this does to them. I, I hate these long breaks. I think that, that they're, part of the problem is that there's enough other superhero content that's going to be playing while they're off that you know there's another place for people to to divert their attention and i just got to hope they, they turn their attention back when it comes back finally right because you know, um, cause, you know I, i've seen these kind of hiatus as just kill shows and it's not yeah. like a shield was on the strongest footing as it was well they, they've just moved the hiatus from right after
1: winter break to now almost six eight weeks at, into it well oh, right. seven weeks after break because remember, this was the time that Agent Carter was going on, mm-hmm. right, right? So,
3: well, and that's that's the other thing that's strange, right? We don't have at least we don't have an announcement of what's going to happen in that time slot in between. So we don't have in the past when they've done this hiatus, they've had uh, the Agent Carter sort of. It's almost like it's been its own self contained pod, right? Right? And and they filled the gap with that. So at least it was the same universe, it was the same fandom, it was the same um, rough audience. And who knows what they're doing with that spot instead now
1: wouldn't it be cool if uh abc snuck damage control in for eight weeks
3: oh see now that would be great that i would be all for
1: because i will tell you i've been watching um powerless yeah i'm not too thrilled about it <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't heard good things about
1: it. It's yeah, it, it's it's hard to watch, and, and it's hard for me to say that being an Alan Tudick fan. So, yeah, I, I, is I, it, I is it the writing or game. is it a lot of it's the writing? I I I would really I, I would I would think it's the writing,
3: and even the promos felt to me a little more slapstick than I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. You know, just too kind of too much too much broad humor because right. it, it gets forced over time. It's hard to watch, even a full whatever 24 minutes of that yeah 20 minutes of it
1: yeah it's it's I mean it, it, it was cool seeing starro in the in the opening mm-hmm. but it, it's yeah it is it's a bit rough and I yeah I'm just glad this is one of those times if they lose a show that's the show they're gonna lose most likely <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> No, I'm surprised. <laughs> That's I'm a, true.
3: I'm all for a sacrificial lamb. I,
1: I haven't been hearing. I haven't been hearing much about um, Gotham, so I'm hoping that show's about to die off as well.
0: I, you know, it actually. It's been they 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 pretty much full on embraced this whole. How can I put it? They're being. The, quiet. They've almost like got Bruce training to be Batman now.
3: Yeah, they've they yeah. finally shift gears and they've got him more focused on becoming that that persona.
0: Yes, which well, I. I wasn't sure how i felt about that at first but i'm kind of okay with it
3: now. Yeah, they took a long time getting there. Really but, did. But I, I don't know, i mean, they spent so much time on Gotham focusing on the villains that it's a different it's an it's an entirely different feel. I almost and 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 they've turned so much of their villain sort of um world you know that villain milieu is all. It, it's almost all like uh, I don't know. It, it it feels like it's trying too hard to be The Walking Dead.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's
3: this, there's this zombie piece that just doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't fit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, like you, you, from the lore of it all, you know that Gotham is not a good place. You know that. Mm-hmm. But it almost revels in being corrupt, but but almost on a comedic level. And it, that that's the weird thing about it. Like, there's this it, – it, there's just almost like this little smirk as you're watching the show. You almost feel like there's a smirk that goes with it. Yeah, yeah. In a weird way. I don't know.
3: Oh, well, I mean, it, it doesn't have – Look, I think some of it is because the guy who's supposed to be our hero is still a kid and it's hard for them to get the kind of gravitas that you need to balance that smirk right. from a, a teenager.
1: Right. Right. Well, it's it's also too you've got um, you know, by the time he becomes Batman, the the villains are gonna be on AARP, so it's gonna be so easy for him to catch him anyway. <laughs> So, well, but
3: remember, yes. they're all dead already at this point. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. To- to kind of get us back on target and we'll steer towards the movie direction. Um, I'm seeing on Facebook fans campaign for Donnie Yen to be cast as Namor.
0: Oh, I heard something. Apparently, along with that, because they're filming a a certain aquatic superhero movie from our distinguished competition, (laughs) along with that, apparently, a crew has been seen scouting locations for said... uh, Aquatic named Marvel hero, right? Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for Donnie Yen being Namor because I well, you know how he looks in the books. They've always kind of given him a more Asian look. Yeah, yeah, I'm I, 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 I'm fine with it. You know,
3: although there's scouting locations for a Namor movie, aren't we talking now at this point? What 2021, 2022, something like that?
0: Possibly, possibly. No, all I right, just well, ho- I just hope Donnie Yen doesn't mind walking around the green speedo. Just saying. well, well. <laughs>
1: To back this up, apparently Donnie Yen wants to play Namor as well. I'm finding that story, too. So,
0: Well, there you go.
1: That helps. So, to well, quote, to it, quote before Men we, Black, before we get, checking the rags.
3: Yeah, before we get too far away from, from talking about this hiatus, though, the, the other thing that this hiatus means <laughs> is that we have exactly one week to wrap up the LMD storyline. Yeah. And anybody else feel like this is going to have to be either a really crowded episode or it's going to leave a, a lot of ends.
1: I think, it's, I think it's going to get wrapped up, but it's going to be cliffhanger-ish. hmm And it's going to be, and we're going to, and it's going to actually wrap with episode 16, which, you know, will be April 4th. Um, it'll, it'll be in that episode where they they do the final wrap and bring, and start up the new storyline.
3: Yeah. All right, I can see that. I can see that, that. I mean, I, I guess that's the, that's the, it, how, that's how the do you hard
1: keep the part. How do you keep the interest? Throw a cliffhanger right. in there.
3: Well, but it's the combination, right? Because on the one hand, you want a cliffhanger to hold interest, but on the other hand, you know, people get pissed off when you give them a cliffhanger and tell them, Oh, and by the way, it'll be a month and a half before we come back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, speaking of cliffhangers, we, everyone was wondering how are they going to do or explain the story of Laura, AKA X 23 from the Logan trailer.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, um, and we get it, uh, we got it in, <laughs> we got it in spades this week. Um, so we get a heck, of an add-on, I guess y- you call it.
1: To it's an add-on with no movie to be added on to.
0: <laughs> oh my god! I you know I, I sat there and I'm watching this thing and it's uh it's bloody, it's intense, it's. It's oh, a it's whole, wild. it's a whole lot of wow, just just packed in a very small amount of time, and it, it it just keeps telling me that this is the Wolverine movie that we've deserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I can't wait. I really can't wait. Um, it's one of those things, like you know. I, I, uh, I guess from from the end of the Wolverine, there have been rumors that we were going to see X twenty three, and you know I'm like okay, and so just based on the way they handle Wolverine, I I had a I had a preconceived notion in my head, and I was so wrong. Like what what they what they did, the way they presented this, and the way they're presenting her. Wow, yeah. Um,
1: this woo. this is the this is what they this, the styling is what they. Should. Should have done with Wolverine Origins. Yes, yes. I'm not, I'm not saying, but I'm saying.
3: <laughs> why? Why wouldn't you say? I mean, it is. It, there's, no, there's really not much question. I think we all agree that that Wolverine Origins was n- like a neon flashing sign that says missed opportunity.
0: I mean, on, uh, on so many levels. Uh, well, you know, there's three levels I can already see, and they rectified it. With, they rectified it last year with Deadpool. Um, on yeah. one level, uh, it looked like. They Rectifying, rectifying it again with uh, with Logan. The only thing I can ask for, and I don't know if it's going to happen, is a decent uh, Gambit movie. I don't know if that's going to happen, but you know what? I, I, two put out of Luke, three, and I'm good.
1: Put Lucas Black in there, and yeah, you'll get a great Gambit yeah, movie.
3: Oh,
0: oh.
1: <laughs> I mean, he would how, many be. More, he, how many more times do I need to say it? I mean, He does well in, in CIS New Orleans.
0: He would be perfect Perfect. He would be the perfect Logan. I mean, a perfect Remy LeBeau. He would be the perfect Remy LeBeau. He really would. Uh, uh, if the people at Fox are listening, uh, we applaud what you did with Deadpool. We're applauding what you're doing with uh, Logan. Just uh, take a chance. Step out of your comfort zone just a little bit. And talk to Lucas Black about being a, being a Gambit. That's all we're saying. We, we think that you could have made worse decisions. And luckily, uh, for many, many reasons, you got saved from those decisions, so there you
1: are you're you're, <laughs> you're showing strong strong um i don't even know best way you put it logan bias no logan yeah. <laughs> that's <is laughs> the only thing. <laughs> Logan's showing you're doing things right.
0: Yeah, Logan is just...
1: Deadpool, yeah. thank you for just staying out of it and letting Ryan Reynolds and the directors handle it. Yes, yes. Now listen to us. We're not going to steer you wrong. We're, We're not. Make black, not Channing Tatum.
0: Mm-mm. For... No, no, no. Ugh, please, No. <laughs> <laughs> so i, I, I like, Aaron I like you for a reason I knew that <laughs> oh I'm just I you know I'm just like I get I, I just get the feeling that I, I and I, I will say this right here right now I get the feeling that when Logan is done I'm gonna just, I'm gonna be sitting there probably with the feels going on I just get that feeling it feels like that kind of movie because sometimes the the best Logan stories, the best Wolverine stories leave you feeling empty. Yeah. Like, okay, like uh, the the Japan story. You know, really? When you get to the end of it, you know, he, he doesn't have Mariko, uh... He, he he's he's a samurai without a master, uh, a man without a family. Although he's starting to kind of realize that the X Men are his family, and 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 he's he's just kind of empty, you know. And right. I, you know that's and I kind of I, I almost anticipate that with this movie, I really do. But I anticipate that in the best way possible. I can see that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that what this tells me is that they have the ability to tell the story. Mm-hmm. So that's the first part. Now, I just have to hope that they have figured out, right, because if you look at, at you know the last few of the Marvel films on the Fox side, right, you, you get the ones that didn't go so well, mm-hmm. Fantastic Four, you get Deadpool. You get what looks like it's going to be an excellent film in uh, you know, Logan. Mm-hmm. What that tells me is, got the storytelling. Now, learn your lesson from Fantastic Four. Pretty actors don't necessarily make good movies.
0: No, they don't.
3: Make good movies, choose good actors. If they're pretty, that's fine. But it, it, it's not enough. You're not going to sustain a franchise with a pretty face. No, you're Sorry,
1: not. There, there's there's only been one person who started off ugly, who's gotten better looking with age, that has been successful. Brian Setser. <laughs> Stray Cats.
0: Good point. Good point.
1: <laughs> so anything's possible.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um, oh, let's go ahead and move on because a book I loved as a kid, I don't know about Kylan or Aaron. Um, I, I'm still a little scared seeing this one coming to the big screen, or er, coming to the small screen. Um, but Cloak and Daggers got more announcements on casting. So
3: Yeah. So, so um, I was looking at this and a lot of this casting news, it, it, it kind of uh it wasn't particularly inspiring i mean it it was names that's great but there were two that jumped out from the the last round of of cast announcement that really did catch my attention um because they've cast both of the moms right for for Candy and tyrone right and i think these choices are inspired this is fantastic casting um
1: molly ringwald Candy's mom hmm? molly ringwald
3: no 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 molly ringwald sorry it's Uh,
1: freeform no molly ringwald
3: (laughs) that's right it's freeform she'll show up eventually probably is a villain. Um, but uh, Tandy's mom is being played by Andrea Roth and it's a name that, that a lot of people may not recognize where it caught me from and, and I didn't even recognize the name. I, I recognized her, her picture from the article because um, I, I was one of like the six people that watched the Sarah Michelle Geller series Ringer and, and I really enjoyed it. She uh, was in Ringer and was great in Ringer.
1: I, I would have to say, yeah, you're one of the six people.
3: <laughs> and I, I'm sure, you know, I, I wasn't exaggerating. That, that was was the all of us who watched it but i watched it i liked it and andrea roth was actually very good in it so i think she'll be great as as tandy's mom and then tyrone's mom is gloria rubin who's done a lot of work but the thing that i remember her most from was er um which is old now but she was fantastic in er and playing a a maternal character uh i think she's going to be great as tyrone's mom right um the other casting news i'll go ahead and run through their characters names that i didn't recognize as well but um So Tyrone's dad is being played by uh, Miles Mussenden, who doesn't seem to have a ton of other credits. So either of you guys recognize him from something, speak up, because I certainly didn't. Um, And uh, Tandy's kind of, you know, partner in crime slash boyfriend Liam is being played by uh, Carl Lundstedt, who also seemed to be a, a relative newcomer. Um, and the other two actors who who were out of the cast uh, kind of rounding things out, have a little bit more depth of experience. Um, James Sato is playing uh, Dr. Sanjo. He seems to play a lot of uh, Asian doctor characters. <laughs> it seems to be his niche. But um, in any case, I mean, I've seen him in a few things here and there. He's, a, he's always pretty good, but he's generally uh, a side character, which looks like he'll be here As well. And then uh, Detective Connors is being played by J.D. Evermore, who is somebody that you might recognize a little more from um, True Detective and Walking Dead.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. uh, He know him a little bit from uh, True
3: Detective. Yeah. Yeah, And and I think, you know, the the roles that they're playing, I really do feel like they fit what I've seen them do before well for those actors that that I did recognize.
1: Okay. Gloria Rubin, now I'm now getting who she is. Now I'm seeing a picture of her from. Er. Apparently, she was in Time Cop as well. Time Cop, the movie.
3: Yes, yes, she was. So uh, cool. And, and I think the cast. reason that I made the connection primarily to Er is just because you know she played a very she played a maternal character there, and so it made sense yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. That connection.
1: Yeah. So um, let's head over to the comics. Unless I, I stopped you, Aaron.
3: Oh no, I was just going to say. You know, I I share your skepticism of this show on Freeform, but I, so far from the casting and things that have come out, it, it's it's allowing me to be. Cautiously optimistic.
1: It's still making me wish it was on Netflix. (laughs) Where yeah. they can really get—I um I mean, the the book in the '80s was kind of gritty,
3: right? Well, it's, which I like—it's that gritty, sexy that it can't quite do. But but here's the other thing, and and um, this is going to take me off on another rant a little bit. But, but I think we've even talked about this briefly the last time I was on. One of the things that is really difficult for modern comics, I think, is finding the the right place to hook in these sort of uh you know preteen tween fans,
1: mm-hmm. right?
3: Um, um, because a lot of this this current Marvel stuff, like my son has seen all of the Marvel movies. He's he's ten. He's seen all the Marvel movies with me. Um, but I, I won't watch the I won't let him watch the Netflix shows. Right. Um, you know they're too intense. They're too violent. I can't watch those with him. So and and frankly, even even Agents of Shield has scenes that are a little over the top. I mean, there's parts of Agents of S- Shield that that I, my wife and I both felt like were more intense than stuff on the movie yeah. uh, in the in the MCU movies. So it would be nice if we had a, a Marvel show we could, you know, watch together. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my rant. I'm just hoping that Freeform, you know, retains enough of its family history, family background that, that maybe it would be.
1: Yeah, yeah, hopefully. One can hope.
3: Um,
1: <laughs>
3: I know, and it's hard to see how it fits the particular property, so.
1: Yeah, uh, to quote this week's episode of, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you're just playing by old rules. <laughs> so um hey kylan why don't you swing in on this one with uh some comic news
0: <laughs> ah, i like that you said that um okay guys you remember uh back in the day what uh one of the classic spider-man comics that we had was um peter parker the spectacular spider-man well the book is back okay uh and uh with um and we have chip sadarsky who's going to be the writer artist is going to be Adam Kubert. Kuber. Uh the the comic is going to get a lead-in story uh on Free Comic Book Day with the first issue Hidden Stores in June. Um and so now right now Peter is pretty much really enjoying life. You know, he's a tech millionaire, he's got his own company. Uh, he's kind of playing on the same level as Tony Stark, uh which we pretty much saw was going to happen uh for Peter eventually. Uh but it seems that fans are missing his uh more personal down on his luck stories and so looks like that's what uh that, that they're going to get with peter parker the spectacular spider-man and so it's going to be interesting to see uh how the writer is going to handle that because it looks like that this is still going to be all in continuity um so i think it'll be in the same universe as what I guess what amazing spider-man i think we we still we still have amazing so. Spider Man so yeah uh, so yeah so it's going to be interesting to see how that's going to work because it seemed like that uh, the Spectacular Spider Man stories are definitely going to be more personal. It's going to be more about him and the people in his world. Uh, so you probably see more of the personal struggles as opposed to well he doesn't have to deal with Jay Jonah Jameson shouting at him and threatening to fire him if he doesn't bring him pictures of. Spider-Man kicking an old lady in the face or something. So right, yeah. You know. Oh, one can hope and see. Right. So, so yeah. So, um, I'm excited. Uh, and I did enjoy um the book back in the day. So you know that be a book I'm willing to give it a shot. At least know to see what it's like. Maybe get a little bit of nostalgia.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, Secret Empire is apparently going to be doing some. Oh, really? Yeah. Snicker now. <laughs> <laughs> uh- <laughs> I totally forgot about the story from Uh earlier. Um, (laughs) Marvel Comics has revealed John Tyler Christopher's action figure variant cover to Secret (laughs) Empire number one.
0: I I hear it in your voice already.
1: Uh, The first issue of the next big Marvel comic event series of course this is what's being used to almost have Marvel do their quote unquote rebirth to take the Marvel Universe back to a normal standard and of course this was all uh, what's her name's dream that fit in with Jr. getting shot
0: but (laughs) uh, yeah
1: Yeah, I'm sure we're going to hear it from Marvel in in the next (laughs) couple weeks Um, so yeah they revealed the action figure variant cover to Secret War- Secret Empire number one that you're not going to be able to find anywhere unless they just really go <laughs> Here loose. Goes. Unless they just really go loose with, if you just buy the book, we'll send you the variant cover and make a pure profit <laughs> for you. <laughs> Um, apparently the action figure variant cover shows Steve Rogers wearing a Captain America costume that replaces the red, white, and blue with Hydra colors.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, the Hydra costume has been, was hinted at on Mark Brooks's cover to the issue, uh, which in this article you can see it below. Uh, I'm gonna send you guys a copy of your address, put it to you guys a note in the chat here. Um. <laughs> not,
0: not that you're salty or anything about this, right? I, I
1: have this, I, I have the, I think I have the original Captain Rogers s- s- Season 1, or Captain Rogers Number one mm-hmm. Alright, let's go back to where I was.
3: Okay, uh, wait, I'm, I'm gonna uh, I have to interrupt here for a minute because I'm looking. I went ahead and and blew the picture you sent up so I could see it full size. And I do have to say I'm I'm a little impressed that they've managed to make the Secret Empire Captain America, you know, the the image here actually look shifty-eyed in the costume. Yeah. Well, you know what he
0: does. He
3: really does. Yeah. Hmm. He does. Yeah. It's subtle, but it's really impressive.
1: And, and for whatever reason, I can't get back to the story because I clicked on a
3: picture. <laughs> Gee. <laughs>
0: You know why? Because Hydra. Hydra knows whenever we talk about, and then they come in, and they do their stuff.
3: But right, they caught me making fun of them.
0: <laughs> they're they're so thin skinned. You don't get over it. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra argue Um, okay, there we go. I
1: refreshed the page and it came back. Um, so, apparently Marvel has yet to confirm or deny that the costume will actually be seen in the story. I guess we'll have to wait till free comic book day for that.
0: <laughs>
1: See if they show it there. Um, the, the color swap is representative of the secret Empire story. Captain America is secretly an agent of HYDRA who has acquired the power necessary to lead HYDRA to control the, U- the United States of America. What other heroes of the Marvel Universe, when the other heroes of the Marvel Universe realize the best of them has been corrupted, the Avengers, the Champions, the Defenders, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the X-Men, Inhumans, Deadpool, and more will join forces to fight the Hydra coup. Um, Secret Empires is a rallying cry for all the heroes um, to put aside their differences and unify in the defense of the Marvel Universe. Uh, according to Marvel editor Axel Alonso in a statement, uh, Secret Empire takes place or it kicks off in May, it will be preceded by the secret empire free comic book day issue secret empire number zero. So
0: see, you know, I, I kind of prided myself. Like I, I, didn't get, I didn't get completely pulled in to, um, secret wars or civil war or any of that. I didn't like, you know, I, I kept reading the books I read and if there was a crossover, fine, but I didn't get pulled in. Right. I, f- I feel like I'm going to get pulled into this. Well, um,
1: like I said, secret empire number zero, uh, will be the free comic book day book at the gold level. There's silver. God, I can't talk tonight. It's this rant. Um, the silver level, is all-new Guardians of the Galaxy number one, uh, which is being written by uh, Gary Duggan, uh, Cooter, and uh, S- Svordina, I think it is. <laughs> um, plus, it will have a tease of the Defenders with creators Michael Bendis, David Marquez, and oh. Justin Ponsor. As, oh. they, as they unite Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and
0: Iron Fist. Oof. So, yes. Well, you know, Marvel, what Marvel did last year, I don't know if they'll do it again this year. With but the Captain America? The books, Steve Rogers' Captain America? Well, the, the books that were offered on free comic book day, they made available digitally.
1: They, they do every year. So mo- maybe. Mo- most of the companies do every year. So, um,
0: I mean, although, there's, there's there's some it's not some the same don't. as having it in hand. This is true.
1: And just remember, when you do go to your comic book shop for free comic book day, yes, you're mm-hmm. getting books for free. The shops are still paying for it. They they yeah. still gotta buy those books that you see laid out from the different companies. Mm. Go in there, buy a collectible, buy a Funko like the yeah, like the Free Comic Book Day exclusive Funko. Uh, Kyle you mentioned before show is Iron Fist. Oh yeah, Iron Fist. Yeah, uh, yes.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Buy a trade paperback. I mean, my shop usually has has trades on sale. Uh, I think last year I picked up a a Spider Gwen for ten bucks. It's normally a, a twenty dollar <laughs> book.
3: Mm-hmm. That's a, it's a great opportunity for people like me who get way behind in comics to grab. You know, a trade or two to catch up.
1: Exactly. That, that's how I got caught up with Howard the Duck, even though I was recommending it each week. <laughs> I get the trades. <laughs> um, I'm going to be doing the same thing with Squirrel Girl and Spider Coin or Gwenpool. Is I'll be getting
0: trades. You know, the, I, I mean, I,
1: I just wish with the trades, if I'm shelling out that money, just put it in the digital code so I could get the trade as well off Comicology. I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, if you're doing it to the regular issues, do it to the trades as
0: well. That would be nice if they did do that. You know, I mean, if you bought. At it once, it's already you no. Know, I and I know they they were doing it with the individual issues, and I guess they're about to get away from that. No, but no,
1: they're still keeping it with the individual issues. They're okay, just adding. Okay. You can get you'll get two to three additional books with it.
0: Oh, oh shucky darn! More comics. What am yeah. I gonna do?
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I believe it's gonna be older stuff.
0: That that's fine. Oh, it's fine with me. Yeah. I,
1: I I wish Marvel would do like they did God, years ago. I think they did it when they introduced. Marvel Unlimited, they offered up on Comicology, or th- there was a link, and I think you did it to their... Comicology runs the Marvel Digital Shop on Marvel.com, but they mm-hmm. offered up all the number ones for free. Oh, that was something dude. like 700 number ones, and stupid me, instead of going, click, all free, I went <laughs> and was picky about what I picked up. Stupid me.
3: <laughs>
1: so, um, well, it's about that time. Yep. And that time is... Come and do
0: shop, come and do shop, everybody.
1: That's the picks of the week. Sorry, it's a little short. But, um, you know, comic Book Shops from the Shazbots. We thank them for the use of the of the song. Uh, Colin, why don't you go ahead and go first?
0: Okay. Now, my uh, my number one book is actually one I picked last week. So let's cross our fingers and see. Let's hope that it's out there for me this week. Occupy oh, uh, Adventures. Never happen- that never happens with Marvel. I know. Never. So <laughs> Occupy Adventures number four. The writer is David Walker. The penciler is Carlos Pacheco. Petr- Pacheco. Pacheco and the cover art the penciler is Carlos Pacheco cover artist is Mike Diodato. Wait a minute. Isn't Nick Fury dead? The original Nick Fury leader of the Howling Commandos. He's dead, right? Because someone that looks a whole lot like him is out to kill Clint and his renegade team team of uh, Occupy Avengers. Plus has Red Will found love? Just something to think about.
1: Well, we did say Black Widow was sexy.
0: We did. So, and I was right. (laughs) You were right.
1: (laughs) Um, My first pick of the week <laughs> should come as no surprise Spider Gwen number
0: 17 uh,
1: writer is Jason Latour uh, penciler is Robbie Rodriguez sitting in a tree part 4 who is the mysterious villain threatening Miles's universe all the way from Gwen's universe so nice little uh, what is that 2099 Spider-Man Miles? Miles yeah oh hold on that might be I can't remember I, I don't remember mm-hmm. but I, it's going to be a great I, it, it could be a fun issue you so and i just love how her costume has nothing to do look wise than any of the other spider-man costumes uh, no no i mean it's a nice little touch i mean it's one of those i i don't see why everything it's my complaint with legos with the girl stuff why does everything have to be you know girlish colors for the friend set you know make it more more well-rounded for everyone or add those same well, colors girls into can the...
3: only build with pastels mike
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah talk to my daughter about that
3: <laughs> I know, I think my daughter who's right behind me here almost kicked me in the back of the head when you heard me say that. <laughs>
1: but but the cool thing is with like the, the pop stars series and in the friend stuff, there was a lot of black in it. So it's like okay, but there's still pink and the blue. Um but I mean she builds the superhero stuff. I won't tell you how many I mean, at least the nice thing is with superhero with the D C superhero girls, most of those colors are still superhero colours. Right. So uh so you're number two, Colin.
0: My number two is Black Panther number 11. Uh, the writer is Tanahisi Coates. Penciler is Chris Sprouse. And the cover artist is Brian Stelfreeze. A Nation Under Our Feet conclusion. The combined fury of T'Challa, Shuri, Manifold and the Hatut Zerzi rains down upon Tattoo and Zinzi's rebellion. But will there be anything left of Wakanda to rule? The critically acclaimed storyline comes to an end and leaves behind a startling new status quo quote
1: well my number two why did it just jump like that <coughs> I have no clue why? Uh, my number two is Solo number five writer is Jerry Duggan and Jeffrey Thorne penciler is Paco Diaz it's shield versus egghead everything has hit the fan the alien weapons have been unleashed so where is Solo in all of this grabbing a red cup
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: flying the Millennium Falcon <laughs> playing soccer for the women's national team uh, 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 oh my god I don't know.
0: Are you having fun yet? Depends. Let's move
1: on (laughs) to the third pick. (laughs) (laughs)
0: okay uh now number three is it was time to have some ninja fun with electra number one uh the writer is matt owens The penciler is alec morgan cover artist is elizabeth tork casino battle royale running from her tumultuous past electra attempts to lose herself in a vibrant sea of neon noise and and, and anonymity i swear i could say that word sometimes las vegas But how long can a former ninja assassin really hope to escape the vortex of violence that encompasses her life? Especially when there's a new player in Sin City that has her in his sights for his newest game. Enter Arcade.
1: I was about to say the dragon, but (laughs) Arcade works too.
0: Arcade in Las Vegas? Oh my god.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, there's, there's only one combination that's more deadly than that. That's my third pick. Uh-oh. Deadpool the Duck, number four. <laughs> oh, my God. I was afraid that was coming. Writer is Stuart Moore. Penciler is Jacopo Carmani. Things are getting out of control for Deadpool the Duck. Howard has finally escaped the negative zone to regain control of his shared body. But when Roxanne attacks, where are Deadpool's mercenary skills when he needs them? So, um there we have it. There's there's our picks of the week. Pardon hey, the interruption. Uh, you've got something for us, Jarvis? Why don't you? Go ahead and pull him up, please.
0: For you, sir.
1: Anything. He's so polite tonight. Must be Aaron. He
2: really is.
1: So uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and play what Jarvis pulled
2: up. Hey, guys. This is Eric. I really wish that I could be here with you tonight, but unfortunately, you know, I can't because I've got this really, really neat idea that I'm pitching to Fitz, and, and if he likes it, we're going to try to go up the ladder and see who salutes when we run up the flagpole. Think about this. LMDs. We use them for people, and we run into all sort of legal and ethical problems like like you know they go crazy and they try to learn magic and they try to take over the world what if they were animals okay you know just harmless animals like like birds of prey you know we could use those as spies and messengers couriers that sort of thing but anyway i'm digressing here i don't want to tell you all the details of it because you know you know how it goes sometimes the ideas just kind of get changed around a little bit when other people take credit for them and you know i really just don't want to uh, to step on any toes there but anyway so so
1: eric's <laughs> off pitching the the shield petting zoo. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make Birds sure. Birds of
2: prey. Birds of prey.
1: Oh, feed, feed the Little Raccoon, Get Clawed by the LMD Eagle.
0: Okay, cool.
2: Yeah, okay. All right. On to my picks of the week. My first pick of the week is number three. It is Rocket Raccoon number three, written by Matthew Rosenberg and penciled by Jorge Kelho and cover artist David Nakayama. You know what raccoons are good for? Hunting. You know who's good at hunting? Craven the Hunter. You know who thinks both those last two points are false? Rocket. Yeah, that's my first pick. My second pick of the week, is a number four, is Ghost Rider number four, written by Felipe Smith, penciled by Danilo Beirut, and Four on the Floor continues. That purple monster from space still wreaking havoc across the West Coast, and even the combined efforts of the Hulk, Wolverine, and Silk can't stop it. Time for the ghost writer to clean up their mess. Guest starring the Agents of (laughs) S.H.I.E.L.D. All right, my third and final pick of the week is a number five. You see what I did there? Three, four, five. This one is (laughs) Enchanted Tiki Room number five, written by John Adams, penciled by Horacio Dominguez, and cover artist, former guest of Mighty Marvel Geeks, Brian Kessinger. A tiki catastrophe. This issue has it all. Well, not all of it, but a lot of it, as the fates of the Tiki Room natives and visitors collide in an uproarious finale. When one of the macaws goes missing, the others will need to band together like never before. But do they have what it takes to work as a team? Or will they have to replace their brother with an animatronic substitute? And the reveal of the mystery visitor's secret mission. Also, Orange Bird. Don't miss the enchanting conclusion to the all-new story inspired by the legendary Disney attraction. And finally, seeing as I have the unlimited pick of the week, also seeing as Logan hits theater's March third, I think I've got an appropriate Marvel Unlimited pick for this go around. It is Wolverine, Old Man Logan, Giant Size, Number One, from 2009. Now, the basis of the story is this concludes the Old Man Logan storyline, where Logan takes his time cutting and cutting up members of the Hulk Gang one by one. Now, for those of you who don't know, the uh, the Hulk Gang is a uh, is the grandchildren, the inbred cannibal grandchildren. Of both Bruce Banner and Jennifer Walters, who were turned crazy by the extra radiation they were subjected to in California's nuclear blast. Okay, so, and and at the end, I I won't go into too much detail, but uh, by the time they get to the end, they have Bruce Banner Jr. Just let that name seek into you Bruce Banner Jr is actually Wolverine's sidekick. <laughs> as he goes off into the sunset, he has the son of Bruce Banner as his sidekick. Okay, I love that one. I really wish we could see that some point in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Don't think it's ever going to happen, but I do think what's going to happen is I will see you guys in the above ground, underwater, suborbital volcano lair next week. Until then, peace out. Interesting picks. Oh yeah. So anything in, in our in
1: the picks from this week that grabbed your attention, there, Aaron?
3: Um, uh, you know, there were, there were a couple that, that caught my attention, um, and I was I was kind of browsing around the you know coming soon's to see what I would have picked. Um, but uh, you know as we've talked, I, I just don't get as much time to read as I wish I had. And so one that jumped out at me was a uh, the Thunderbolts number ten, which is a twentieth anniversary special edition, and it's just a fun one because uh, I, I kind of like that sort of alternative style um, writers uh, Jim Zub and Carl Busiek, because it's got two stories because it's an over. Size. So um, Jim Zub and John Mallon handle the um, the main story of the book, but the, there's a classic story from uh, Kurt Busiek and Mark Bagley as well. So getting two for one, hey, for me that's that's uh, a big bonus when I'm trying to play catch up. Um, of the ones that, that uh, you know we were all talking about, um, the Electra number one. I'm, I'm a sucker for uh, restarts, so okay. the, the Electra number one caught my attention. And uh, uh, let's see, I was spending too much. Oh, oh, and. Uh, and the conclusion of the Black Panther story that uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates is writing, mm-hmm. yeah, those two definitely caught my attention. Cool. Cool. Any final thoughts?
0: Uh, nah, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot going on. You got uh, we we got the uh, LMD story that's about to wrap up. We got Wolverine that's on its way, and we got Iron Fist coming in three weeks. So really? you know, there's, there's a lot going on.
3: I just wish Iron Fist was coming a little sooner so that it would be here as soon as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.s was off yeah.
0: seriously <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm just like, uh, okay.
3: you couldn't time that a little better. It's not like it's all done and ready to go, right?
0: Oh, no, no, I really can. We can move it up a little bit, you know? Just
1: yeah. well, you know. I want to thank Aaron for, for coming on and filling in this week. Uh, check him yes. out over on Diz Dads, where his action figure variant cover will not be available.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, w- where else can they find you, Aaron?
3: Uh, well, they can find me at, at DizDads.com as uh, the biggest place to find me. Uh, they can also find our content over at It's still in sort of experimental stage. But we've got streaming content constantly, back uh, episodes of DizDads.com stuff. But we've also got um, some classic episodes from Disney Film Project podcast running there, um, the Weekly Pint podcast, uh, Beer Podcast that's uh, a lot of fun and uh, we hope to be adding some more content soon. So check it out and enjoy the streaming. We'll be there live. Um, the first Sunday of every month is when we tend to do our live show um, 7 o'clock central if you're available and looking for something fun and want to participate.
1: And also Go. too, a big, again, a big happy birthday to Sorcerer Radio. Uh, congrats on 16 very strong years as as the, probably the top Disney internet radio station out there. So uh, that's
0: Happy birthday.
1: birthday. Um, On that final note, Jarvis, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope, just time to go dark. So did did we rant enough about action figure variant covers?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I, I admire your uh, restraint, because it sounds like you're about to go again, especially on that... um, with the uh, the Secret Empire story what
1: why, why did they have to come out and announce a, an action figure variant cover for that a uh, possibility of a costume we're not gonna see in the books and for a cover we're possibly not gonna see in stores <laughs>
3: it, well, because that this is because that co- that cover has a, that, that costume has a very special title it's the costume designed to force you to buy another book.
0: And I yep. guarantee you, I guarantee you that book is going to be, like, triple value. Damn. Oh, yeah,
3: probably. that'll be the short run edition.
1: Probably. That's right. It's probably going to end up being Marvel Action Figure Comics.
3: <laughs> we are not overrides to access this area. <laughs> <laughs>